Hi guys, and welcome to What They Don't Tell You About with me, Grace McGovern. Each week on the podcast, we will uncover myths or ideas, or just quite frankly, what they don't tell you about a certain topic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. guys and welcome back to the podcast um this week i have my friend nadia parks hi hi nadia is an actor she's featured recently in a program called the spanish princess where you looked amazing um i met nadia how long ago um i think we were 18 so so (laughs) six years ago six years ago I remember meeting you in a club and being like, wow, that girl is so cool. Ugh, stop. And then stop. Um, a year later, our mutual best friend... Went to uh, uni together. Went to uni with you, and then we actually became friends. And for this is just a reference. This is Tori Lamb, who also um, is in one of the podcasts, and I featured another one of her friends in the podcast. So, you know. We've got very cool friends. A very cool friendship group. Um, <laughs> So this week on the podcast, we're going to tell you about what they don't tell you about acting. I mean, I don't personally know much about acting in the sense of like modelling is kind of a kind of a portrayal of acting, Mm. but you do it, you do proper, proper acting. And so my first point to you is that a lot of the time I think that actors just have that ability to act. So you either have Mm. it or you don't. And I know you went to drama school, yeah. but I would definitely define you as someone who is charismatic, carries features of an actor. Mm. Do you think it was necessary that you went to drama school? Do you think do you think you had the ability before? And what do you think of people who maybe don't go to drama school? Do they have it or? So I think that's a difficult one. You either have it or you don't, because obviously you can train mm-hmm. um, and, and you can learn the skills, you can learn you know, what to do to kind of help with emotion and you can learn how to use your voice and your body. Yeah. But I think you are right in that I notice it and there is this spark, I think, with people and I think you can tell if someone's got it or they don't. And, you know, there are... I think you either have it or you don't works... What I think is like you can get a break. Yeah. If you haven't got it, but you yeah. won't you won't remain yeah. there if you wait. Does that make if you sense? don't know what you're doing essentially? Yeah. Um. So. Because you went to. Lambda. I went to Lambda. Yeah. And yeah. you did that for three years. Well, I did it for four years because I did the foundation course and then I went on to the three year. And do you think you needed to do that in order to be where you are now? Definitely, I think. I think you can definitely get into the industry in other ways and I admire people that do but for me the path was so clear um, that going to drama school and learning my skill, learning my craft and then going on to do it professionally was just my route and I don't think I would have got where I got to without it. Um, I don't think agents would have given me a look in, I don't think I would have got the jobs that I've already had. And you have the connections from going exactly, to Lambda yeah, I've met and knowing so many people. people along the way. 
um, so many other actors yeah. and so many kind of directors. And I remember how hard it was for you mm. at Lambda. I've never known someone mm. to have to be at school so much and have so much work. Oh, yeah. And from my perspective, I just wouldn't think that of drama school. Really? Um, not to like, disc- not in a discrediting no. way, but I just thought, you know, it's acting mm. and you can do it and then you go home. But you were like, oh, I'm not going to get home till like nine. I have to be up at six. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that, I mean, it was 12 hour days. We, we, we would go into class at nine and we wouldn't finish our last class till nine and we'd have an hour's lunch break. And... I literally disappeared off the face of the earth for three years. Everyone was like, oh, Nads, why do you never come out? Mm. And I'd say, oh, I've got drama school. And I don't think they quite realised how much time it actually took up until I'd finished because suddenly I'm around all the time. I'm, yeah. like, going out with them. and yeah. But I just wasn't... I wasn't in a position to do that because I had so much work. Yeah. And when you weren't in, you had so much work on yeah. the side of it. Um, work, was, work being as in like a lot of reading and writing as well as acting yeah lots, lots of it like lots of reading of scripts lots of line learning um, lots of monologue, monologue finding lots of agent emailing God. lots of things that just take up so much time we would work on weekends as well. I remember, because yeah. I remember Tori was asking you out and she was like, oh, she's working, she's working. And I was like, it's Saturday. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's intense drama school. Yeah. But that goes on to another point of mine in that you were saying earlier how mm. people always ask you, how do you learn all your lines yeah. for a piece? Honestly, it's the one question I get every single time I tell someone I'm an actor. They go, oh my gosh, how do you like learn all your lines and in my head I just go that is the easiest bit learning your lines is like yeah second nature it's the bit that takes the least amount of time it's like we don't ask Mo Farah how he ran all that way yeah what we are interested in is the training how fast he did it how he beat the others how he like his whole process to do that um and the other thing is that everyone always, whenever I say I'm an actor, they always um, say that they think they know more. Well, it comes across like they think they know way more about the industry than you Oh, do. really? Well, they'll always say, oh, being an actor, you know there's a lot of rejection, don't you? As if I just wouldn't know that. Yeah, and I, uh, and like I'm you've never had it. Like I've never had it. And also, like, I've not been training for three years to yeah. kind of build up to it. Um, but people always remind you of how much rejection there is as if you don't know. I guess from, like, also perspective of, like, TV shows and movies mm. and you see, for example, Joey from Friends yeah. constantly rejected. So I think people have this perception that actors just, like, live in in some tiny wallowing flat in like somewhere no no ends meet I mean I know that is the case for a lot of people yeah yeah but um and they constantly get rejected until they're just nothing yeah <laughs> like genuinely <laughs> yeah but um that's so funny but for lines when I I was thinking before I did this podcast with you mm. when I did lines when I was like in a play when I was 11 mm. I remembered the whole thing for a whole play whereas I've recently come to know that actors learn lines per scene yeah and yeah you, you oh never learn the whole thing do you no no you wouldn't learn your whole film script in one go because you know you'll shoot probably 
six lines of dialogue at a time. And do you, when you shoot, do you do many takes of it? Depends. You know, when I was on The Spanish Princess, we'd often start the day and, you know, we'd get a lot of different takes for performance and to make sure everything else is in check. And then we'd get to the end of the day and we'd be doing like one take scenes because we're just pushed up against time. Can you Um, notice that when you watch it now and you're like, oh God, that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Even with yourself? Yeah. I mean, I I am so self-critical. So like, don't ask me about any of my performances because I'll just say... Do you watch them? Yeah. You watch all of it back? Well, the way I think about it is I, when I do a self-tape, yeah. so like an audition that I do yeah. myself, I watch them back and I have to to work out which is the best one to send in. Yeah. So I don't know why I wouldn't watch my work to... That's actually being aired. That's actually being aired to go, okay, is there anything I liked about that? Is there anything I really didn't like about that? What can I do next time? Do you do you have have you had it a lot where you've looked at your work that has aired and you're like oh my god, or, um, or have you been mainly proud of all the work you've done? Mainly proud. Um, I mean, I've I obviously did the Spanish Princess the full series. I haven't yet seen my episode of Doctor Who. That's um, so cool that you did that. I know it was like. A do you know when it's airing? I or? think like January or February. Honestly, it was like a. I was obsessed when I was 12 years old. Like, it was literally a young me's dream. That's very cool. Yeah. No, that's so good that you can be proud of that kind of stuff. Because I know a lot of actors who don't like to watch themselves back. Also, even people who don't... I mean, for me sometimes, I don't Mm. even like to hear my voice back. Yeah. Which is a common thing. I mean, now I'm doing a podcast, I'm going to have to. (laughs) But, you know, I feel um, it's good for good for anyone to look back on their work and just find things they can improve. Yeah. Including, like, lines and stuff. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Nadia and I recently did our friend's music mm. video where we had to learn lines <laughs> in double time of her song and mouth them. Everyone was amazing. Nadia obviously, like, killed it. And then when I did it, I honestly <laughs> couldn't even remember four lines. I know, it was four so funny. Lines. I was trying to mouth it to you from afar, but you couldn't, you couldn't like, read my lips. No, it made me so admirable for your craft in the sense that I was trying to act at the mm. same time as remembering these lines, and then also I was falling off a chair. Yeah. So, and then at the end, everyone was like, do you know what, it was nice that you even did it. And I was like... I'm one of those people now I think like part of that is that every actor when they they'll try and make their lines as ingrained in their body as possible and make it second nature so that when it comes to it the lines is the last thing they're thinking about and they can just focus on everything else like where their eyes are going what the beat is between that person how they feel about that and this Yeah. yeah god there's so much to understand so what was your first point from so an my first point from an actor's perspective was the illusion that the actor's life is a glamorous one. Explain. So, um, while I was on set and I was working on my series, um, I was up at 5am pretty much every morning. Um, I was... So, you'd get, so you wake up at 5, explain your day, you'd go, then you... So, I'd wake up at like 5am... Get in a car for two hours, sometimes an hour, an hour or two, to a location. I'd go straight into the makeup chair. I'd sit there half asleep. 
I'd go back into uh, for an hour. Um, I'd go back into my trailer. I'd get dressed. I'd then either get taken straight to set, or I'd do waiting a lot and lot of waiting. Because you told me recently, mm. you were like, acting is just about waiting, essentially. Yeah, I can't remember who the quote's from. Oh, I wish I knew. Um, but it's a great quote, and it's that um, actors are paid for the time that they wait and the actual acting they do for free. And I would 100% say that's true. Like, It's crazy. I, w- I would act for free any day because I love it yeah. and so yeah when you're on set you are being paid for your waiting around like yeah. there was a day that I turned up on set and I got all dressed up I was sat in a corset which was not the most comfortable of attire and um, I sat in a trailer for six hours then to be told at rap that I wasn't needed and I went home with everyone else and I didn't even step oh. on set all day and it's nuts that you get paid for that yeah but I mean yeah, you really are being paid for that because... Do you have like a... When you come in, f- say for example, modelling has a call sheet. Do mm. you have a call sheet? Yeah, yeah, we have a call sheet. But obviously it's a lot harder it's a lot to harder. stick to it. Yeah, because there's just so many factors, like the light not being right, yeah. as well as like the performance, wanting to work on that. Yeah. Um, But I mean, it just goes... Like you really, as an actor, do have to do all the work behind... behind kind of closed doors because when you get on set there are so many other factors involved like the the lighting guy sorting out the lighting the sound yeah the director making sure that the everything's in place yeah and so when it comes down to your acting you have to deliver because there's so many other factors that can hold everything up yeah so you just have to do your job Mm. to the best of your ability and and have done all the work beforehand so that everyone because everyone else is doing their yeah, work. It's for sure. it's quite a whole like process. And together. you were saying you were saying how you'd spend like 6 months in a hotel. Mm. And for me I'd be like wow that's so cool she's mm. filming. She's 6 months away but what was I mean I mean the reality of it is yeah I had a great like family kind mm. of on Spanish princess and and we all got on so well but the reality of it was getting home really late you know you've worked way longer than you should because it's 12 it's a 12 hour day yeah. on set but that 12 hours doesn't come doesn't factor in the time that you've spent in the makeup chair yeah. and your commute not your commute your like drive back yeah. from set to your hotel so yeah. i was kind of doing like 14 16 hour days really and um i get get back to the hotel i kind of sometimes have a glass of wine with like the rest of the yeah. cast, but often just go to your room, order room service, feel really shattered. tired, go to bed. Like it feels really glamorous, but living out of a suitcase drove me insane. Like I'm not complaining. Like I would live out of a suitcase like yeah. that to have an acting job because I just love it so much. But you know, it, it's kind of like unsettling. Yeah, not for feeling sure. Like you've got a proper base and that you're traveling here, there, and everywhere. For sure. And a social life must be quite hard. Yeah. When oh you're doing my gosh, that kind definitely. Because also, even if you get weekends off, which I did, and I'd come back to London, and everyone's like, "Oh, do you want to do this?" I'd just be so tired. Yeah. I just want to sleep for the weekend. Yeah. I think with that as well, the common misconception of once you've done this amazing series, mm. one of your points was that the only way is up. Mm. That is a definite illusion. I. 
did this amazing series. I was at drama school when I got the job. I left early to do it. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I, I sat there going, oh my God, this has all happened for me so quickly yeah. and I didn't even have to kind of deal with all the worry and the rejection. It's, yeah. you know, it's not gonna be long till I get my next job. 10 months later, I hadn't worked and um, I'd started working at a special needs school um, to help out with um, some kids there. I was feeling so low. I I so get that. I, I literally couldn't... I mean, it must be similar It's, it's exactly the same. Yeah. And also, uh, social media gives you this oh, massive perception yeah. that you're doing so well. So, for example, two years ago, I did Miss Selfridge and that was on, yeah. like... Oxford Street, whatever, and everyone was like, you're killing it, you're so killing it, and I'm like, I haven't really done a big job since yeah. then, I mean, I've worked in between, but like, but everyone perceives mm. social media as the truth, which, I mean, to be honest, I, I find it a benefit for you and I, if you mm. post more and people think you're doing better, yeah. then it helps in some way, but for your own sense of fulfilment, you're like, wait, Oh my god, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, the more time I'm doing this, the less time I'm giving to another job where maybe yeah. I can be more fulfilled. But then at the same time, I'm like, but those big jobs that do come in yeah. are great. They're so fun. So I definitely get that. It's a very um, up and down industry and volatile. Definitely. Yeah, it's so like it's so up and down, but the ups. Are really high yeah they're so worth every second of the downs and do you do so how many auditions do you do what how does an auditioning process work so I'm really really lucky I have an incredible agent and um, the job that I did has means that I get into auditioning rooms that people yeah. have worked you know five years or se seven years yeah. to be able to get into those rooms um, I audition pretty much once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, including or sometimes not including self-tapes. Yeah. Um, and... And how, how... I feel like this is the same for any actor, though. Isn't it like a one in five chance that you might get this role? Unless you're a very progressed actor with a big list of mm. films or yeah. TV shows behind you. So, I have been going up for incredible roles. Yeah. Um, and, but up against people that have been in the industry for much longer than me and um, have worked a lot more than me. And I've often missed out to roles because of profile. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I guess that's a tough pill to swallow because you're like, well, I'm, I'm working hard. Yeah, I've... and also because you go, well, unless you give me the, yeah. the, the job, then I'm not going to have a profile. So yeah. how do I possibly get one if I can't, if you're not... Yes, it's, I it's completely so get that. When I, when I left uni, I wanted to do TV producing mm. and I wanted to be a runner. Mm. And... Every time I tried to apply to even be a runner, they would be like, we need someone with runner experience. And I'm like, how am I well, meant, how are you meant how to get it? How am I meant to get that? Yeah, exactly. Ex so I know that it's so hard. It's, it's completely that. You just go, well, if you don't give me the experience, then how am I going to get it? Well, in, in some sense, I do think that is when it comes down to connections mm. and luck. And in the end, I knew someone who was 
had um, was cast doing the running schedule. I don't even know how to say it. Organizing the runners for a program. And she was like, "No, come! I know you. I know you're good at this organization." And then from then, great, it got better. But yeah. I, that was a really hard time mm. to get even get a job without any experience, but not given any experience. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I don't know how. It must be tough. Do you think you've dealt with rejection better now than you had in the past? Because I remember when I first started modelling, mm. I I even went for like TV commercials and stuff, and I honestly come away from it thinking mm. I've nailed that. I've I've got it. I've yeah. got it. Yeah. And then I don't get the call, and I'm like, wait, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I get that? Yeah. I mean, I did two recalls last week, which went incredibly. I left. You know, I'd worked so hard on those scripts and those characters and I left going, oh, I think I'm going to get one of those jobs. I haven't yet heard this yeah. week. And my experience of not hearing is often that it's not positive. And yeah. it's so difficult not to take the rejection as personal. Yeah. What you have to think is that these casting directors are in a sweet shop of amazing actors. Mm. So if you're in the room and you're recalling you're already good enough for the role. That's such a good analogy. But, you know, they're not choosing between the sweet jar um, with, like, hundreds and thousands, like, and then mouldy sweets in the back. They're choosing between, like, all the best sweets. Yeah. And so when you don't get it, it's not... It's so difficult. I say this as if I believe it, but every time I manage to make it personal and think, I'm not good enough, why am I doing this... But you do have to remind yourself that they are in an abundance yeah. of talent. And so you are good enough. Your eye colour might not have been right. Your height was wrong. Your energy was a different... What you offered was completely different, but not wrong, but just a completely different way to the way they saw... Yeah. The, the writer saw that character when he wrote it. I recently listened to a podcast with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, she's amazing. And she said that for time and time again, she went up for Peaky Blinders. And everyone said to her, you're perfect. You're perfect for this role. Mm. And she kept doing it. And she's like, I walked away from it being like, I've nailed it. Like, I'm British. I did the accent. I looked the part. And every time they rejected her. And she was like, I just couldn't get it. She was like, I am this role. Yeah. And I thought I would never make it. And look where I am now. Yeah. And... You just have to get over that idea that it's 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 not you. Mm. You just don't fit that part. Yeah. In their eyes. Yeah. And they they will you will have walked away from your audition and they will have gone, God, she was good. Yeah. But they have absolutely they just have a very specific, clear idea of who they want to play that role or the type of person they want to play that role and but they haven't black marked you in their head of, mm. because you didn't get the role. But it's so easy to believe that, yeah. oh, it must have gone so badly. And, For sure. Yeah. For sure. So another point of mine was that, you know when you watch a TV show or a movie and you see a villain or a bad guy or someone mm. funny or whatever, <laughs> if I ever saw them on the street, I'd, and especially if it's a bad guy, I think my mental, mentally I'd just be like, well, I hate you. I know you're a bad person Um, and I feel for you that would also put you in a situation where that's the roles you're going to be pushed into from now on so 
Yeah, definitely. You know, you play one cop and you'll play five cops. Yeah. After that, you it is um, it you you there is, you do get pigeonholed. I think, um, until you get to a point in your career where you've kind of worked enough that people are willing to see you do other things. Yeah. Um, and that 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 comes from a lot of years in the industry and a lot of hard work, I think. And then you're in a position of power. Yeah. Um, but before then, you just you kind of have to just go. Okay, you see me as the bitch from school. I am the bitch from school. Yeah. If it means that I'm going to work and it means that I'm going to earn my way to be able to say, hang on, have you ever thought about me playing the the ingenue or the? Does your would your agent put you up? Mainly for roles that you are accustomed to, or will she put you forward for roles that you haven't been seen in? So my agent saw me at drama school, mm. and when I was at drama school, I was very lucky because Lambda always gave me roles that you wouldn't expect me to play. Like I played the MC in Cabaret, this kind of androgynous female woman, transgender figure. Oh. Um, I played the fool in the Shakespeare. And, you know, the industry naturally does want to put me in a kind of, um, like, young lover yeah. type. And so my agent saw all that. So she is very aware that that is part of my... I can, I can do other yeah. bits. Um, and so I think she puts me up for everything. But she has to get approval from casting directors. They have to go, yeah, yeah, we will see her for this role. So whether or not um, she gets that, I don't know. And they put And when she puts you forward for... A role she obviously mm. has to send your previous work mm. and do you think that jeopardizes you in a sense like say you did the spanish princess yeah and then you're going for a role like batman or something yeah and in i don't know does that do you think that hinders you I it's good to have the, it's so good to have that but yeah. then at the same time they're like oh i can't envisage her do you yeah. think that happens a lot i think like oh in some ways it'll mean that you get that role and sometimes it'll be the reason you don't get it um because it's such specific footage that you've kind of put forward Mm. um i think any footage is good i think just to show that you've worked is always good yeah so it doesn't really matter what you're putting forward yeah um yeah what was one of your other points my one of my other points was that people are nicer than you think so, I obviously grew up watching so many, like, American films dictating... Dictating? No. Mm. I grew up watching so many American films showing you what they think the... What... what oh, I'm going to start again. Go. In American films, they often show you ideas of what they what they want to kind of show us the acting world the casting world like that really famous scene in La La Land where she's on the phone she's doing an amazing audition and the person's not even listening and then they say like next yeah halfway through her monologue and my experience of it in England I can't talk for the states because I've not I mean I did a week of meetings out there but I didn't do any auditions or anything Mm. and um my experience is that people are kind and they want to watch your work and they want to give you time that you've that they want to give you time to show you to show what you've done and um other actors like you know 
some of my friends often say like, oh God, it must be so awful. Like everyone's in competition. Everyone hates each other. And actually my experience of it is that I, some actors I know are some of the kindest and most supportive people yeah. I know who want you to succeed because every single person that succeeds is another example of the idea that it can happen yeah. and you can do it. And you're only going to get places by being happy for people. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is so true. Having a happy perspective of someone else, mm. being having a PMA, positive mental attitude yeah. all the time. It can really reflect to creative directors. I, I can't say the same about a modelling industry really? at all. Like, honestly, I don't know whether that is because it's solely based on looks. Maybe. So when you don't get a job or something... Uh, in another podcast I've spoken about how you solely just look at yourself mm. because that's what you're being judged on um, and whether you look great enough and so I do think when when I go to castings and whatever mm. other models are just not nice because they it's it's more like a competition yeah in that sense it's kind of more well kind of feels more black and white yeah whereas I feel like there's a respect with other actors for the the work that we all put in and you know there's a respect of oh you're putting yourself through this too good on you yeah and I'm, I'm quite quite surprised the modeling I'm not surprised but I am surprised the modeling industry doesn't have that because it is so hard yeah so you'd kind of expect people to be like well we're in it together yeah um yeah well I feel like this should be the end of our podcast ah how have you found it Good. I was really nervous. I'm not very used to um, talking as myself because I always work on characters. So it's, it's so funny. Weird. Do you feel that um, when you when you play a role mm. that you just feel like you're not you anymore? So it doesn't yeah. matter if you mess up. Uh, it matters if I mess up because of the kind of critical voice in my head. Yeah. But it it the pressure's off Nadia. Yeah. Um, and so something like this is really scary for me. Yeah, because I was surprised I when you said talk that. about myself, yeah. And also, you know, my opinions change all the time. So, like, I'll probably wake up in the morning and be like, why did I say that on the podcast? Because I don't think that. Yeah. And, like, everything is always... You're always growing, you're always learning. And so, you know, everything can change and all your opinions can shift. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. Very interesting. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. It was great to talk all things acting. And, you know, I'm just going to become the next big actress after this. Yeah, you, you should. I feel like you'd be quite good after after watching you at Tory. Yeah, I, I think, do you know what? That that first point, you have it or you don't, I've got it. You've got it, Grace. I've got it. Go for it. A Reach bad, for the stars, babe. A bad memory and not very good at facial expressions. <laughs> I've got it. You're going to be a star, kid. You're going to be a star, Hollywood. Hollywood is coming. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And tune in next week, guys, for the next episode. Bye. Bye. This outro is actually taking me a very long time to do. I think this is my sixth time. Anyway, let's try again. So I've created an email called what they don't tell you pod at gmail.com. I know it's long, but everything else is taken. And I would love, love, love to hear any feedback or just anything regarding what we've spoken about in the podcast. I'd love to know what you think. Um, and if you'd like to like, subscribe, I don't know what else, comment down below. God, that sounds YouTube-y. I'm one of those now. But please, please, please email us. I would love to hear your feedback. Um, and yeah, have a lovely day.